I'm Jay. You're listening to Host of Horrors, a show where we discuss and review horror films based off of predetermined themes of the month. And yes, we are aware we missed a day. Uh, things came up. Jay had a big promotion at his job, and <laughs> I have been busy performing in a play, so our schedules just were not lining up. But we are aware we missed a Wednesday. Um, this week's going to be a little different, so we're actually releasing this episode on Tuesday. The next episode will be on Thursday, and then we'll be right back at it again with our usual Wednesday uploads. So you this week you get, you know, two things are for us. Yeah. So you, you, get, gonna... a, you get a double feature for us not being available for a week. <laughs> double the trouble, as they say. But uh, yeah, so we're actually on a new month. Um, it is April. And we decided to make April Cursed Objects Month, which means every film this month that we will be discussing has something to do around an object that is cursed. And, uh, boy, buddy, did we start with a good one, eh, Jay? Uh, I, uh, fuck, I, I never felt so visceral about an experience in, in a long time, not since Sundance. Now I'm gonna lie. As soon as this movie finished and he was away, I don't know why I just immediately started crying because I just I just didn't know how to emote. I didn't know how to feel. 
and it's just I God, God, I'm 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 still like trying to work myself up because shit, I just I I don't know what caused it, but I just started bawling. <laughs> hey, it happens. This is um, it's a. It's a very good psychological horror, is what I would call it. It's in the same vein as, like, uh, have you ever seen uh, uh, 1408? I've heard of it. I've, I've heard of it, yeah. It's in the same vein. Well, of course, it's. Uh, we are talking this week about Oculus, directed by Mike Flanagan, who has directed two Stephen King uh, adaptations. And Oculus, in my opinion, is a very good psychological horror in the same vein as, like, The Shining or uh, 1408. And, yeah, it's it's really good. I really love this movie. I, I, I don't, like I said, I just, right now, just don't know what to say. Because, like, at first, I thought it was, like, I'm like, okay, you know, just same as any kind of regular, you know, thriller. But it's just, it, it gripped me. It really did. Like, the whole concept of everything just, it really got to me. And I just felt like I just had this visceral reaction at the end where I just, I I needed something to hold. Because I was like, I just just didn't know what what to say after after this. So, I... I'm shook. <laughs> I'm just I'm I'm shook by this film and I don't know if it's a good way or a bad way at this point. I just I don't know. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with uh the pacing. It's very well paced. I think it's a very well paced film because the beginning really it, it's slow. It's a very slow burn. And it allows that tension to kind of build up until they get to the house. The brother and the sister, um, Tim and uh, Kaylee. Kaylee. Once they get to the house and they drop that lore on you about the mirror itself, you're immediately hooked. You're like, okay, that's some good lore right there. I, and I liked how they did that. And the mirror itself is just a cool-looking design where, like, the wood is almost unnaturally black. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And then the non-linear storytelling allows you to connect with your two characters in a way you never would if it was just those two in the house present day. And everything just kind of felt very seamless because when... Of course, spoilers, but when the further you in you go into the lore, the more you see about why this mirror is a very cursed mirror. And you just see all just all of the different kinds of just like things that happen because of this presence that is around. And not gonna lie, I th- I think I, I think I was actually scared shitless. Yeah. I I feel I just feel scared <laughs> down to my very core. Not, but as a result of this movie, like I feel very uncomfortable. And I think that's like to Mike Flanagan's like benefit. Like I, I just feel extremely uncomfortable about this movie. And my God. 
am I glad I do. Yeah, and uh, another thing is the breakneck speed of which the third act is. Because you keep jumping back and forth and, and seamless little transitions uh, between what happened in 2002 and what, what happened present Current day. day uh, yeah. I think the film came out in 2014. Um, God, it's it, so good. If, uh, Like I said, it was everything was seamless as if you're both they're both recounting and reliving all of that trauma that they've had to go through, especially having to deal with um, Tim, 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 the, the brother. Yeah. Tim literally leaving a psychiatric, like a psychiatric ward after so many years of living in this and having to basically walk back into this because of, of uh, his sister because of Kaylee and well, trying to get rid of this beast. And and th- that's that's a good uh, social commentary right there with um, the only reason Tim got the psychiatric help is because he was convicted for killing his father. Kaylee got absolutely no help. Even though she had the same amount of trauma that he had, she got no help whatsoever. He did because he was, you know, perceived to be the murder of his father. And so where he got help and he learned or tried to learn that everything that he thought he knew was just his brain coping for the trauma that was actually occurring, she got none of that. So she just had that dedication and 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 uh, devotion that- to stop this mirror that ruined her life. And it's just the fact that it just all just came to be right after he left. Tim just really wanted to just live a life. Kaylee, after some point, it, it, it felt like everything was unraveling around her. And she was trying very hard to just keep this from happening. And eventually both of them succumbed to the same shit. It's like almost like history repeated itself. Well, actually, history did literally repeat itself yeah. at a certain point. Well, it was Kaylee's pride that got her in the end. Like, I mean, if you really think about it, if she never would have sought out the mirror to try to prove that she was right, to prove that her father wasn't a murderer, to prove that all the kids that made fun of her growing up were wrong and that she actually did believe or that the mirror actually was you know, cursed, haunted, whatever. Um, if she would have just said, fuck it fuck the mirror, whatever, she would have had a normal life. I mean, 23 years old, working at a uh, rare... Um, at an antique uh, auction area. Yeah, I mean, have, she had a she had a stable relationship with a guy that truly loved her enough to, A, call her an hour on the hour mm-hmm. <laughs> just because she asked to, and then when she probably didn't answer the phone, which more than likely did happen you know, with the mirror and the shit playing tricks on him, showed up out of nowhere to to check up on her. So she had a good boyfriend. She had a good life going on, and she just had to fuck it up. Uh, I, I don't, I wouldn't say she fucked it up. It, it just, I just feel like, I think that it, because of the trauma and all of the unchecked everything, that happened i part of me will feel kind of the same way we'll be like i really just feel like i have to prove that this is real that this thing actually happened and but at the same time i'm like 
I just, I just feel like it's coming from a different perspective. It's like I would, I would have to, you know, seek out therapy on my own because after a while, it does become kind of become your responsibility to check that trauma. Which and she I never feel did. like, yeah, and but it also feels like no one has ever told her that. It's like, hey, it's kind of up to you to be able to, you know unpack that trauma and try to move on from it no one ever told her that that was an option but with tim it's kind of like option the option was kind of forced upon him even though he kind of kind of came out i guess at a clearer mind than she did well you said it best where it was forced upon him where i think if anyone did try to help kaylee she would have said no i know what i saw I, I know what's real. I you know that mirror is cursed. Where Tim might have been that way at the beginning, but you're you're talking like every single day for what he's twenty one and he got arrested at ten. So oh, at least eleven, 11 years. years, eleven years of this guy's life every single day forced therapy. So in a sense, Kaylee's right. They did brainwash him, but also the mirror has a hold on Kaylee. So. Which one's worse, obsession or brainwash? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just think they're both equally. I don't. I don't think equally is bad. I think they're both equally is bad. But it does also kind of sh- goes to show about the justice system at times, where it's like, okay, as a kid, you experience all this shit, and you ultimately have to, you know had to face with the fact that not only that you quote unquote killed your father Mm -hmm. but you had to see your own mother get killed your own family just basically get torn apart beaten all because of a fucking ugly ass mirror (laughs) baby that that mirror is cool also ugly as fuck at the same time Let's be honest. I'm not gonna lie. I would I would own a replica of that mirror. I think it looks cute. I will break it. I don't care if I get uh, bad luck for seven years. I don't care. I'll break that bitch. And the fact that this mirror just has such a such a such a force, and I think it just kept on and kept on expanding no matter what until whoever had it in his possession just succumbed to its uh, power. Mm-hmm. And whether it's like in death or in mental instability. It just kind of feels like what is it kind of thing was like you had to be of like strong mind in order to keep it away or is just or is it just inevitable? I think it's inevitable because I mean, even, you know, as strong as Tim was in the beginning, because he was he was like, I'm not believing any of this. He, He refused to believe in any of the mirror. Even he succumbed to it. He didn't die. He made it out, but he still succumbed to it in the end. The mirror still won. The mirror did. Yeah, everything did still win because holy crap. Honestly, the way that the pacing of everything once we get introduced to the mirror, once you get introduced to the mirror, everything just gets amped up to 180 <laughs> real like, quick. It gets it gets to zero to 180 real fucking quick. And not even gonna lie, I wasn't sure how to feel about this movie at first. All I could think of was like, oh, it's Nebula. <laughs> the, fu- 
funny? No, the funny thing is, I knew who Karen Gillan was before, um, what was it, Guardians of the Galaxy, when I she didn't. first showed up? Yeah, I didn't. No, like, I literally, I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy, and I went, hey, that blue bitch looks familiar. Who blue bitch? And I was like, oh, shit, it's Karen Gillan. And well, I th- the minute you said that, all I can see is those blue eyes. Blue of those nebula eyes, cause like Karen Gillan had a has a very specific like very distinct eye that you can recognize out of anybody, no matter what you can recognize her eyes. Which is weird considering Nebula's eyes is pure black contact. But like her eyes are still like. Like, the way that she cries, her eyes are still, like, very, like, round. To me, it's her face. She has a very rounded face. Like, like it doesn't come to a point. Like, she doesn't have a defined jawline. But it's it's not, like, for a detriment. I mean, she's still beautiful. Mm -hmm. But she she has a very distinctive face, in my opinion. And I think it's mainly from, like, because she has played Nebula, and that's where she's most known for, and Mm -hmm. Nebula has absolutely no hair. You you mainly focus on the face. So that's my whole thing, is, like, she has a very distinct face Mm. to me now. Uh, uh, She's also kind of, like, the only actor that I know that I can recognize from the movie. I don't really recognize anybody else. No, no, I mean, you got discount Liev Shriver. Um. (laughs) You can't tell me the, the guy that played the dad was not Discount Leaf Shriver. Who is he? I just want to know. I have no idea. Because, like, okay, so I made a comment, like, towards the beginning while it was still in 2002, right? So I was like, oh, this everything seems nice. That everybody looks so normal. And... <laughs> and it was like the it was like oh the only good part about the sex scene or the uh those little sex scene that was about to happen like oh they look very normal they're not like glammed up or or not like a power couple i don't even recognize that they're uh acting (laughs) Uh, it's just like oh we're just in you know part of this random sex scene that's happening weird but i think as you go along the movie it just becomes like how just this whole family because of this the influence that the, this mirror has just breaks down everyone's mental state and for the worse. And ultimately, I feel like that it kind of becomes a halfway possession because I feel like they got possessed. Oh, no, definitely, because the mom for sure did. I mean, even the whole moment where, like, she's looking into the mirror and the mirror is her before all this crazy shit started mm-hmm. happening and she looks, you know, beautiful and glowing and, and, you know, eyes are nice and wide. And then it cuts to her herself and she's hunched over, hair is a mess, eyes are dark. I mean, every complexion is really dark. It's, uh, it's a huge juxtaposition between the two and it's obvious that the mirror's got a hold of her. And it kind of was freaking me out a little bit too because, fuck. Just thinking about the um whole thing with her C-section mm-hmm. and how, like, basically it looked like it was opening up. There, okay, oh, and pussing out, dude, pussing out. It was like there was the body horror in this film was next level. And even if it wasn't like there, it wasn't like oh my god, gory. It's just the fact that the way that it was used made me just uh, shrivel up yeah. so much so there in this film there's not like a lot of jump scares per se i think there's maybe like two or three maybe but most of it's 
atmospheric, uh, psychological, mm-hmm. or body horror. And boy, buddy, when they do body horror, it hurts. Uh, so when the dad pulled off his nail, like, so. The, why did he pull off his nail oh like that? Oh, my God. So, like, he, he goes to remove the Band-Aid, mm-hmm. right? So he can type again. And he's, you know, he's like, okay, Band-Aid off the finger. I'm, I'm just going to go typing again. And he realizes, fuck, I never took the Band-Aid off. So he goes to take the Band-Aid off again, but it won't come off. So he takes one of those staple removers clamps it on the band-aid and starts removing it and it starts hurting him and he's like why the fuck is it hurting him turns out he did remove the band-aid and he is now peeling off his own fucking fingernail with a staple remover mm-hmm. and uh and later on the more he goes crazy the more the mom goes crazy especially after she becomes possessed and when the kids, rightfully so, try to ask for help, and the dad refuses help, the fact that you just see all of the blood that just, like, comes oh, from those, like... Because <sighs> he keeps pulling his fingernails out. I mean, by the by, by the halfway point of the film... Oh, not even ha- it was after halfway. Because, I mean, you're a good 30 minutes into the movie before you even get the lore of the, the uh, mirror. So like it's it's got a lot of build up to it, but yeah, tw- close towards the third act, almost on his right hand, almost all his fingernails are gone. And it's just mm, tasty. I, I the mom starts eating plates and shit. That oh, hurt. That and, hurt when the mom's eating plates and like her teeth, her bloody gummy teeth are falling out of her. That mouth. was her teeth. I thought that was her tongue. It may have been. I don't fucking like, know. It, it was a, a good little <laughs> bit of flesh that fell out. I always and assumed I it was, was her like, teeth. I was just eh. like, uh. But and then, oh god, oh god. Whenever it, one of the mirrors are playing tricks, and like, and fucking like Kaylee like takes a bite of the apple. Remember, but, remember on the last episode when I told you for anyone who knows Oculus, I'm waiting to see the apple scene. That's what you meant by the apple scene. Yeah. Oh, God. And the fact that it's like, I'm glad it didn't actually happen because I was going to be like, uh, I was, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. The worst is when, like, she goes to pull that one giant shard out and blood just starts pulling Pull out. Of out. Her mouth. Uh. And her, you can tell that, like, all the blood is pulling at her mouth and like she she can't breathe like it's almost like she can't even like talk she can't speak everything has been cut out and god it just seeing that just hurt everything (laughs) about this movie hurts me so much (laughs) and it makes me so happy that everything hurts because this is like the kind of shit that scares me like this is on some hereditary shit for me like i see i don't know like i i love hereditary but to me it's a different beast entirely like it's a different kind of horror it's almost the same where like it's the situations and the things that happen that are what's scary and kind of gets to you but where hereditary is more supernatural you know summoning the devil shit like this and this is supernatural but the horror comes with the mirror playing tricks on your mind. Mm-hmm. So it's like psychological, you know, you never know 
what's real, what what's and that's what's terrifying is because I'm one of those people that's like is this what we're doing right now real? How the fuck do we know? You know? How do we know we're not in the fucking matrix, you know? I'm I, one of those weird people. So like when I watch a movie where something is playing tricks or like the the movie itself is, you know, a, a trick of its own, I love that shit. It makes you question everything. Yeah. Like it makes you question what is around you and just it fucks me up so much when she killed michael oh god that that that, the way that this scene was set okay every scene post michael was just phenomenal just just the storytelling and the casualties of the mirror just keep on piling up well, and I, I it think, just ooh. I think in general the storytelling is so good. Everything is built up for something. Mm-hmm. And I love that. But the Michael thing though, when she comes down and she sees the plates that are broken, that reminds her of the broken plates in her mom's room when she was chained up. Mm-hmm. So the dad after the mom went psycho crazy, dad chained her up to the wall. Um and basically fed her plates, I get I don't know what I don't know what there was food on the plate, but then like you get into the room and the plate's been shattered on the floor. So uh, whatever. But she sees that all over the kitchen floor or downstairs floor. And she goes and she picks up a shard and she starts filming it. Well, she doesn't see it on the camera and neither does she see any of the broken plate on the floor. Mm. Proving to her mind that it's not real. It's just a illusion and the mirror is playing tricks on her. And the ghost that appears frequently in the film that's kind of like a representation of the mirror. It's actually one of the victims. We find that out later when you mm-hmm. see more. Um, it appears. Freaking Kaylee out and she goes to stab it. Well, it's not ghost bitch. It's uh, Michael. Michael and he gets no, like, no screen time as he just, boom, falls to, falls to the ground and dies. And Kaylee asks her brother, who finally shows up after, you know, she freaks out. She asks him if, you know, if this is real. Do, do you see him? And Tim replies, yes. And she goes, okay, no, the mirror's playing a trick on both of us because it, it's not real. You know, the, the, the plates, they're, they're, there's no broken plate on the floor, and that's where I got this shard. That's when she looks over and remembers that out of anger and frustration, she kicked one of the many plants that she put in the house. That died. That died because the mirror eats off, not feeds off not only plant life, animals, uh, human life, and electricity. Um, it, it basically, it's growing its power is Oof. how it's kind of manifested. Um, but she realizes out of frustration and anger, she kicks one of the plants up against the wall and it breaks and that was the actual shard that she was holding mm. and honestly now that I'm thinking about it you kind of hear the you kind of see the, the mirror side to play tricks but from the beginning because all of their memories are already conflicting mm-hmm. of what happened and what didn't happen like ver- it's almost like Tim versus Kaylee for a good chunk of the movie. That was actually one of my favorite parts of this movie was the back and forth between her being convinced the mirrors, you know, supernatural, and him being convinced that it was just trauma. 
and they both make good points. They both make really good points. And then Kaylee's ultimately proven right while Tim's still not being wrong. Like, no, no, Tim was proven wrong pretty fucking hardcore. I that was all that was probably that, my second favorite. <laughs> <laughs> or he basically was all like, "Oh, this is this shit's actually happening." No, I love that so much because it's it's them having an argument, and she's basically like almost sacrificing a dog just to prove a point. Like she's got all these contingencies. She's got alarms so they stay hydrated, that they remember to eat so they don't starve or, or uh, dehydrate to death. She has an alarm to reset her fail safe to break the mirror in case anything happens. Uh, she has an alarm for when Michael is supposed to call her. Um, she ha- also has an alarm to set uh, the mirror, the cameras, because she's videotaping the mirror at all times. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're having this little debate, and Tim has had enough. He is done. He's like, I'm not going to let you do this to this poor dog. This is torture. I mean, look, the temperature is not changing like you said it would. The plants aren't dying like you said it would. And the dog is still here, Kaylee. I- I'm not letting you do this. And so he lets the dog free. Out. Gone. Vamoose. And I was kind of happy about that. Yeah. And then Kaylee begins to cry because everything she thought and and put all her money towards, you know, her whole life was dedicated to this one night to prove she was right and to break this mirror, to Mm -hmm. kill it. All that comes crashing down. And she starts to think, maybe he is right. Maybe I am crazy and I needed the help that he got. And she goes into the room to gather her things just to find out the dog was never taken out of the kennel. It's gone. Disappeared. All the plants are dead. The temperature has risen from, I think it was like 63 to 78 degrees. And the cameras are now focused on each other, on themselves, not on the mirror. Because while they were having the little conversation where we saw them walking out of the room having this conversation, no, 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 no. They were actually moving mirrors or moving the uh, cameras to not look at the mirror. The power of the mirror, right? <laughs> the power of the mirror, man. My God. <laughs> that, God, this movie is so freaky. There's so many. There's move. This is a freaky ass movie. And I just can't think of like I, I can't think of anything because those this movie is just a mind fuck mm-hmm. all around and just all just my god. <laughs> well, I mean I don't know if this ever happens <sighs> to you, but it's happened to me before. Has anyone like specifically told you that we've talked about something or we had a conversation about A, B, or C and you can't remember it whatsoever? Like, you're like, I've never, I don't ever remember having this conversation with you. It's almost like some Mandela effect shit. Yeah. And like, you is... remember things one way and come to find out, no, it, it's, it happened this way the whole time. Like, the whole, like, Tim was convinced he killed his dad. No. Tec- he was just holding the gun. Technically, the dad pulled the trigger. And honestly, are you even sure that was the dad? Instead of like you know, well, it, the spirits possessing. I'm body full, wise, I'm, yeah, it was the body, dad. yeah, body wise, but it's just still like it does also goes to show like how mem- how trauma affects memories, and you can't remember it one solid way. No one can ever remember it one solid way. The people who cope with 
with trauma different ways. And well, that's a like, lot of memory memory suppression is one of those telltale ways of uh, being able to cope with trauma is just to not think about it, to just keep it shoved shoved in the subconscious yeah i mean that's like um eyewitness accounts aren't taken serious because you could have 30 people look at one suspect but give 30 different descriptions on how that suspect looks Mm -hmm. everyone remembers things differently it's just and it's crazy just how no matter what you know it just reminds me of blood rage No, it reminds. I, I hate that I keep on bringing it up. <laughs> I feel like this is like the third time in the past three months that I brought it up. But it did remind me of those last scene, the the last few scenes of uh, Blood Rage, or Slasher, or Nightmare in Shadow Woods, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> it just reminds me of that last scene, uh, last little bit when um one of the brothers, the twin brothers, was like gets fucked again but he finds his way back into like everyone's fucking dead he's the only one around there's two people dead around him he's got probably got like blood all over him um and you just got out you just just got out of a psychiatric ward now you're probably gonna be going back to real person real person jail to adult <laughs> real person jail. prison <laughs> and because you, all they see is that footage of you just like just chomping your sister's head off damn near when she was obviously possessed by the mirror on her own terms too and i was like i was so sad yeah i was so so sad when i found out that was actually what happened because i was like no oh yeah no like honestly the look on his (laughs) the look on jay's face when that happened it was pretty priceless you you gasped pretty fucking hard not gonna lie. <laughs> so, <laughs> essentially, and it's so cool how they did this, was the third act was basically Kaylee and Tim running around in the home during the present, but also impacting things that happened in the past. So, like, Tim would run and see his younger self, but his younger self would also acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's weird. So like a lot. So like another thing was like Kaylee, for example, she is inside the home during the present day, mm-hmm. but then past Kaylee would have to jump outside, and as she jumps outside, something draws her back into the house. Well, then adult Kaylee is now coming from outside into the house. Like when did she fucking go outside? Is is the is the uh, mirror playing tricks on us? Yeah, is the mirror is the film playing tricks on us because you never know what was actually real and what was just a memory, and what was just the mirror. So it was like there's three different sides of this thing. There's there the adults, the kids, and the mirror, and, and yeah, it all leads up to Tim sitting down in front of the mirror with no Kaylee in sight. Jumping back and forth from that to young Kaylee confronting the mirror in her dad's office, but in the reflection of the mirror is her mom. Mm -hmm. But normal mom, not possessed mom, not crazy, I have no teeth and I'm trying to choke you to death mom, but normal mom. And Tim, back in the present, says, I've had enough of this, 
and he runs over and he goes to hit the kill switch and and take out the mirror back to the past kaylee is in front of the mirror being embraced by her mom and when we get back to the present she's impaled she is impelled because she's been standing in front of the mirror this whole time. It just makes you wonder, was she really standing in front of the mirror this whole time? This whole entire time? This The, the film I gives mean, Obviously you... she was because the cops have the footage right there. But it <laughs> also feels like at a certain point where who is the real narrator? And ultimately you don't, you only see like who the quote-unquote real narrator is at the very end and there i feel like there's no reliable narrator everything the like the only thing that you know what happens is that like in the eyes of the government tim is fucking killed like just killed uh his own sister in the same way that the eyes of the government he killed his father yeah and it just goes to show just how fucked you like you ultimately are like everything goes back and around as history is cyclical and it almost feel, still feels like because of the mirror they're like they're accounting for their own parents sins and then their own and you're just like man i just wish uh kaylee got therapy <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like if she would have got therapy, none of this would have happened. Yeah, if she would have just got therapy, you know, let, let go of her obsession, forgot about the mirror, her and Michael would have been happy, Tim would have got released, had a happy little life, mm-hmm. and everything would have been fine. But no, no. gotta break the mirror. <laughs> but, you know, it's also like, because the di- is the dynamic definitely also caused that to happen. Because of, as a, cause of the fact that, it's like, yeah... I felt like I had to do this obligation because of the fact that we've all went through this together. And hopefully it's like an inkling of hope that caused everything to kind of fuck up. Yeah. And of course it's all of a sudden too. So like they move into a new home and get a mirror and they go from perfectly happy little family to within what, like two to three weeks, maybe a month. Their dad's fucking psycho. The mom's being chained to the wall because if she's let go, she's going to kill us. It's and it every, comes out of fucking nowhere. And it that's does. pretty goddamn traumatic for what a, a 12 year old and, and a 10 year old uh, and, and a 13 year old. 13, yeah. 12. Thir- 12, 11. 12, 12, mm-hmm. because she's 23 and Tim's 21. Right? Mm-hmm. But still, though. Have, and having to deal with this shit in your early 20s, too. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. That's just I wouldn't want to gross. I man. wouldn't want to take on a demon when I was twenty one. I no. <laughs> I have my own inner demons I have to face with at twenty one. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And, ex- and I ain't feel like ha- having to deal with those. What would I? What the fuck do I look here sitting trying to like battle inner and outer demons at the same time? Doesn't too too many demons. Too many demons. Too many demons. Too many demons. Not enough me. And I don't. Not even gonna lie. I. I. This makes me wonder what the fuck is gonna happen with the rest of these films. If I had such a fucking visceral experience with this one, how fucked am I for the rest of the duration? I can say there's only one I haven't seen for this month, and none of them are psychological. This. This is the only psychological horror. (sighs) Thank 
So yeah, the next anyway, yeah, I'm not gonna get it. But yeah, no, this cycle. This would be the only one that's like a mind fuck. Okay. I think the mind fuck is is the reason why I've reacted so weirdly. Yeah, to it. I, I'm thinking mind fuck is like your your Achilles heel. <laughs> Because everything else you've been like, oh, God, but yet nothing like too substantial to where like you gasp at the end and I go to let the dogs out, come back in and you're crying on my couch. (laughs) 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 Man, it wasn't even any like there was like physical manifestations was like, is that fear of the unknown? That fear that like who does who is doing that? You see evidence of things going on around, but you just see no like perpetrator. Yeah, I mean that's my thing. Is okay again with Kaylee uh, killing Mike or Michael. She proved that it's all an illusion until it's not an illusion, and then it's like oh the mirror was tricking her to assume it was an illusion to pick up reality and kill Michael in real life. Mm. So it's like. The mirror's learning that you know its tricks. And that's what gets me. It's like you really truly, even if you think it's not real, it could be real. And the mirror just wants you to think it's not real. It's mirrorception. I don't like where this AI thing is going. (laughs) I do not like it. And this movie just proved to me that I feel like I don't like where AI is going. Because of shit like this, oh, that it was a that was it was a good fucking movie. Yeah, like I I can't even say anything else. It was a good fucking movie. Good fucking movie. Now I'll, I'll say that too. Yeah. Um. Final thoughts and what would you rate it? Fuck, man. <laughs> I a solid. This will be for me just a solid. Just I'll say fives all around. Fires across the board because I will not anything that gets a visceral reaction out of me like that. I I I can't give it any any rating other than that. Damn, damn, well, damn, go Jay. (laughs) I wasn't expecting this, but yeah, here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I'm gonna say four and a half. I'm not going to quite say five, but I will definitely say four and a half. This movie is it's fucking great. It's like very it. strong. It's very strong. I mean, again, you got like a good 30 minutes of buildup leading to phenomenal lore that almost seemed effortless. Like, it, you know how sometimes they like scary movies get lore and it's like, okay, you kind of pulled that out of your ass. This seemed effortless going into mind fuck after mind fuck and then a third act that it hits you at such breakneck speeds it's and seamless too jumping back and forth between the nonlinear storytelling it uh now that's the thing it makes sense yeah it's good 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 soup good soup as they say <laughs> <laughs> no nah, this this was really good this uh, four and a half I, I would give it four and a half I wouldn't say five like I wouldn't put it on my favorites but it's pretty fucking close it's pretty good will i ever see this again maybe not (laughs) but will i recommend it to people yes what is it is it on your top this scared the shit out of me movie yeah that's basically what it is this scared the (laughs) shit out of me therefore 
it has to be good. So do you think when we do our um our top ten of the year, you know, movies that we've done this year, do you think it will make it? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. We're still only four months into the yeah, year. Yeah, we're only four months. It's only been four months. It feels like so much longer this but year. It really has. This year feels like it's been long already. Uh, it really has felt like a whole long time. But I, like I said, it really just feels like uh, I don't know. It, it we're only we're so close into the year, but yet we're so far. Yeah, we've seen so many different kinds of films, and you're just like, oh, who knows how this is gonna go? Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you really think about it, uh, every month's been it's been giving us different kind of films. Like it, I, I do appreciate that we've been able to do that where it's not the same thing over and over again. Exactly. Like it gives us different genres of horror and very unique perspectives too. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited and scared shitless to see what we're going to watch next. <laughs> well, next, uh, not even next week, Thursday, Thursday, because we fucked up and got busy. Uh, you know, real life. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Thursday we'll be dropping a new episode, and we will be discussing Clive Barker's Hellraiser. Ooh, have you seen Hellraiser? No, I haven't. You haven't. I have opinions. You have opinions, <laughs> and we're gonna uh, focus on said opinions Thursday. Yes, yes, we will. Okay. Yes, we will. So, but yeah. Look forward to that. Check out Hellraiser before we uh, drop the new episode so you can follow along and not get spoiled. Other than that, we have a shit ton of other episodes you should check out right here on the YouTubes. A shit ton of other movies that you can watch and hear our opinions about. Yeah. And, of course, like, comment, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Hit the bell notification. Hey, listen to us on all... Uh, podcast platforms including Spotify, I think Deezer Radio, Stitcher, and Apple and Google Podcasts, respectively. Woo! And also, we have social media, of course. Interact with Jay. He loves that shit. Interact with me on social media because uh, the only thing Heath is allowed to do is... Um... <laughs> Actually, it's not even an allowed. It, it, it's a, if Jay didn't do it, it wouldn't get done kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. No, basically, it's like, if if I didn't post anything on either social media network we have, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, the three major ones, it would not get done. But you know what he will update every single time? Letterboxd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Letterboxd. I, tr- I try my best. I like Letterboxd. He, he likes Letterboxd a lot. So if anything else, you can also comment uh, on our reviews on Letterboxd. Um, follow us on there. And hopefully we... We, either one of us will have same taste in movies as you do. Woo! And, of course. Until next time, I have been Heath. And I have been Jay. And you've been listening to... Host, Host of, of Horrors. Horrors. See you Thursday. <laughs>